Feet are on the rock, mind is on the rock. A lot of rocks. <laughs> some are on our heads, some are under our feet. Imagination is this week's topic, our divine mind faculty. First week we did faith. Faith is my yes power. What am I saying yes to? And what do I want to say yes to? Second week, will. Will the executive power, wanting to carry out the yes. And then there's divine will. Hi. To <laughs> uh, <laughs> find faith, will, understanding. And so within understanding, to realize that, so faith is, or will is the executive power, understanding knows how to carry that out. And then here in the middle of the brain is imagination. That's our fourth divine mind faculty, imagination. And as I say, imagination is what turns obstacles into opportunities. I, I, I looked into this this week, and I thought, hmm, what, what, what is an example of things we're afraid to do that if we looked at them differently, we could do it? Well, I remember quitting smoking. I couldn't imagine how I smoke or not smoke and never drive a car again or ever be on the telephone again. And I began to imagine what it felt like, what it looked like to pick up a phone without a cigarette. I didn't drive a lot at that point, but when the first time I got into a car, it's like, oh, I can, I can see me doing this. I can drive with two hands. <laughs> <Instead of laughs> and, and so to, to, to look at that, and, and I, I, I just, so if anybody who's willing, would you stand up for a second? I want to try something. Willing. willing. You don't have to. Stand up. Well, yeah, if you're willing, if you don't want to sit down, sit down. I don't care. It's your business. But I thought we would try something to see about our own inhibitions, our own uh, discomfort level. 30 seconds dance party. There we go. Okay, sit down. 30-second dance party. How many people felt mortified and uh, trapped into doing that? I used to hate things like that. They'd make me do that, and I'd think, everybody's looking. I knew everybody in the room was looking at me to see how stiff I am, how nervous I am, how embarrassed I am. I used to hate joy songs. Oh, I go to Unity Village. Every little cell in my body is healthy. Oh, I'd want to leave the room. Sometimes I did leave the room. I love myself so much, so I can love you so much. Oh, I hated it. I felt trapped that the teacher's making us do this. And I was so uncomfortable. And, and I found this button somewhere, and I liked it. 30-second dance break. And I do it in my office now. A lot of times I'll just hit that and I'll just jump up and bounce around a little bit. And I, and I do do it as if nobody's watching because nobody is. <laughs> and, and so it's important for that, the, those moments when you can at least, because some people can't even do it by themselves. They can't jump around and dance by themselves. They are that self-conscious that they would uh, be embarrassed to see themselves in a mirror 
dancing and that's and and got to practice as a kid i wanted i wanted to dance i have i my mother bought me tap shoes i went to a couple of lessons and then i never went back believe it or not i chose wrestling over <laughs> over tap at one point when i lost the first match <laughs> they didn't make me go back but i was so self-conscious around the tapping my mother took me to an audition once and for a show uh the littlest angel and I, and I was I was too embarrassed to really go out there and was it woohoo I'm Peter Drew or something like that. I had to run across the stage and, do, and I was so afraid. And then one day I said I don't want to be afraid anymore. But I had to find a purpose for getting up, up on a stage and everything. And I finally found it. Uh, hello, here you are. <laughs> and and so to look at that. But I I had to for years I imagined myself doing what I wanted to do. Some people refuse to imagine themselves, and so they say, I don't know what I want to do, and it's like, I think you do. And yet, you're afraid you can't. I didn't sing for years, because I was afraid I couldn't, even though I really wanted to. And I would tell you, I don't sing, I can't. And then one day I could, because I decided I could. It was really that simple. <coughs> and then I got better at it as I did it more and more. I would not call me a fine, versatile singer, but I got a couple of songs I sing really well and I'll take it. Maybe I'll add two or three more to my repertoire before my time on earth is done. But to look at all that and say, imagine yourself. Can you imagine yourself? Unity defines imagination, and I like to read these things. Imagination, the faculty of mind that images and forms the power to shape and form thought. The imaging faculty presides at the nerve center between the eyes, middle there. Uh, through this faculty, the formless takes form. Do we hear that? That's where the formless takes form. I always like to use the example of a chair. There was a time when a man or woman decided they wanted to sit down and they didn't want to sit down on the ground or a rock. And so they built a seat. platform, And then they, they attached these sticks to the bottom so it would be off the ground. And they sat on it and said, hmm, I want to rest my back. So they put a back on it. But all that was in the invisible until someone saw it in their mind's eye. And they built it, and then somebody else got, made some padding. And, uh, and that's how we live our lives. I had an idea, and then I, and then I found a way to experience it. It wasn't even how to have it. It was I found a way to experience it. And so... <coughs> Sorry. So formless takes form. With our imagination, we lay, we lay hold of ideas and clothe them with substance or ideas. The body is the product of the mind. What man pictures or imagines in his mind will eventually appear in his body. In the communication of God with man, the imaging power of the mind plays an important part. It receives divine ideas and reflects their character to the consciousness. According to scripture, this is the opening of the heavens and the seeing the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That's John 151, he's creating, or he's quoting there. So imagination in the creation of the world, and obviously we're still creating it. Now, it's a funny thing that I, I, it seems to me, now there's a scientific explanation for how the world was created, and then there's a metaphysical interpretation of how the world was created. 
And if you use your Adam and Eve story, you look at that, what happened was there was a thought. And the thought was, is there more than perfection? Well, you know, there they are in the garden. All their needs are met. There's no need for, and they don't have to go and look anywhere. They, they don't even have a body to deal with at that point. They're just being in God. And then they ask the question, and that's the ate from the tree of knowledge, not the tree of apples. But within mind, there is a tempter that says, do this, do this. And the question was, is there more than this? And then there was. Suddenly they were in flesh. How do we know that? Because they were naked and they found out they were naked. They didn't know they were naked before. That's what tells me they didn't have a body. Suddenly they came into the flesh and they had pain. And they had sensations. <coughs> and so to look at all that, say, oh, duality was invented. Or do not invented. Duality was pulled out of possibility, divine possibility. So there's God and. And within my imagination, I continue to create God and. And I do this by telling myself what to think about things without consulting the highest voice within me. That's how I do it. I, I, that's a misuse of my imagination by telling myself what isn't true. You know, Marilyn shared her story today. Now, she could be going on and on every day of what could have been. Where's she going to get with that? What, how's that going to help her to live in a healthy, whole, and free way? Or she could say, carbon dioxide can't take me down. <laughs> I'm too busy. <laughs> I got things to do. I don't need to be afraid of carbon dioxide. Perhaps I should not entertain it. <laughs> Nevertheless, it had no true effect on her until finally she finally got it fixed. Now she's going to have nice heat this winter, one would assume. And so to look into things and say, oh, this awful thing happened. At least I thought it was awful. Anybody ever have anything awful happen in their lives? Anybody? It's just me. And so, I can hold on to it forever, or a select amount of time. I, usually, I choose the select amount of time. Certain things I'm not over yet, I'll let you know when I get there. I'm still entertained by them. But to pay attention, and know God is still active, and present, and presence. So in the creation of the world, what world are you creating? If you're trying to create a, an earth, that is permanent and perfect, you won't do it because it is ever-changing. It is in process. You will not make a perfect world for yourself. I remember asking somebody once, what do you consider perfection? He said, no conflict. He knew right away what perfect was. No conflict. And I thought, well, at least he's clear. I don't know if we can create a world where no conflict exists. I haven't. 
I sure would like it, but the problem is you all would have to agree with me in order to have no conflict. <coughs> and you're not stepping up, people. <laughs> and so to look at that and realize, oh, so what is perfect? I guess perfect has to be the way that it is. And me accepting, I don't know what it is. And I don't really know how it is. I know how I feel. I know what I think. And I can see how much good has come from stuff I hated. I can see how much good has come from people I've hated. I see how much good has come into people's lives who've hated me. It happens. That's our uh, taking clay and molding it into divine experience. But remember, this is divine imagination, not just, not just sitting down with crayons. Although, sitting down with a box of crayons and a coloring book can be incredibly inspiring. And so to look at all that and say, hmm, hmm, what could I create today? Spirit, tell me what to think. What do I want to create today? But if I'm only trying to create a better physicality, I'll never get there. I will never truly succeed. Now, what is a perfectionist except one who was never satisfied? People brag about being a perfectionist, knock it off. You're a bore is what you are. <laughs> We will not make you happy, ever. And you will never make yourself happy. Use your imagination, use this divine faculty to embrace the God of your understanding. To embrace your spirit. Not your spirituality, but your spirit. Use this to uh, see clearly. Use this to see without all the stumbling blocks. Like I say, imagination is what turns obstacles into opportunities. My obstacles could have been my childhood, my lack of education, uh, my old attitudes. They've all become opportunities for success, for a great life. Uh, they are not Opportunities for comfort. Never truly comfortable in my skin. Anybody? <coughs> or is it just me? Okay, none of us are truly comfortable in our skin, are we? No, there's all... But that doesn't make us bad. It means we're not comfortable. As David... David uh, I love David's book, Thought Exchange. Overcoming our resistance to leading a sensational life. Meaning all those sensations that are in our pores, that are in our skin, that are in our, we have sensations all the time for stuff we like and stuff we don't like. Create sensations and some people will put down the very thing that they are the most gifted at, the stuff that brings them the most joy because they cannot tolerate their sensations when they embrace them. And so they put them aside thinking this must be bad because I have feelings that I don't understand. And if we let go of our need for the intellectual understanding of it, perhaps we can move forward and realize, oh, 
I can serve here. I can be a part of a, a functioning part of a functioning world that I see here by stepping up and doing this, which I'm called to do now. Doesn't mean I'm called to do it tomorrow. I am called to do it now. And if I'm not called to do it now, don't worry about it. Now, if you're not called to do something now, don't worry, let it go. Don't beat yourself up because you're not doing it already or you haven't done it already. But if you're being called today, do it. Show up, risk, risk success and risk failure and see what happens. You know, many years ago, Steve came to me and said, would you mind if I videotaped the Sunday service? No, I don't mind at all. And then he, he did it, and he, he kept upgrading his equipment. And then suddenly, <coughs> and I don't remember exactly how it happened, you started getting recommended, recommended for jobs in New York City, taping people's nightclubs. What do you call it? Taping now? What do you call it? Recording. Recording, thank you. In my day, it was taping. <laughs> the videographers had a great big camera with a VHS inside of it, the, the tape in it. Uh, do I, a lot of nightclub acts, theater events. He has turned it into something, uh, and his equipment keeps getting better, and he keeps expanding his horizons and consciousness, and he is, you're well-respected in the city. Oh, you did that? So it started out with Kenneth, and Kenneth, Kenneth had his Christmas show, and then I got connected with Tanya Moberly. Beautiful Tanya, salon. Tanya Moberly was doing salon, which is widely supported by Dennis, and um, that's how it happened. Beautiful. So you didn't hear that at home. It was thanks to Kenneth and then Reyes and then Tanya Moberly. And, and, but all sorts of people hire you now. But it's because it came out of unity. <laughs> can I tape the video, sir? Can I video the Sunday service? Can I record the Sunday service? And yeah, that'd be a lovely gift you give to the, to the church. And he's given that gift ever since. And so to pay attention to that, he, had a, he imaged showing up on Sunday and videotaping recording of the, the service, not knowing where it might go. Just you had an instinct that it was something you wanted to do. And I love that sort of thing. And how many of us have, have had an instinct that something we wanted to do? When I first came to Unity, and uh, Sunday, and a week later I was taking a class, and the teacher said, if you want to take this for credit towards becoming a licensed Unity teacher, it's $15. And uh, maybe one day, so I thought, well, I've certainly wasted $15 in a lot of places. So I paid my $15. <coughs> and today I'm a Unity minister for, at this church for 19 years. But I just showed up and said, well, let's give it a shot. And then I started taking more classes, laid out my $15. It's more than that now. <laughs> Kept paying the $15, 15 15 15 and, and then I went to Unity Village the first time, and then I thought, maybe I could become a minister. So many of you have heard this story, but I was on a Unity trip in England, and the minister, stumbling over rocks at, not Gibraltar, Dover, White Cliffs of Dover. Uh, we're there at the beach, these big pebbles, and he comes out, and he stumbles, and he swears. And I thought, oh, I can become a minister. <laughs> I can be a minister. You're allowed to swear. And sure enough, I started taking classes towards uh, <clears throat> becoming an ordained unity minister. And I did interfaith on the way. I imaged not the whole path. I did not image the end of the path. I imaged each part of it. 
Had I imaged the whole thing, I could never have done it. It would have been too much for me. I would say, oh no, I don't have enough qualifications for this. I don't have qualifications for this. I, I remember thinking, I saw by Eric Butterworth. And then I saw Edwin Gaines. And I thought, I could never do that. And I clearly heard a voice that, I don't need you to do that. I've got them, Sean. I need you. And so there we go. Okay, fine. Sign me up. And so, are you on a path that you're pleased with? Are you taking risks one step at a time into doing something you want to do? Or are you on steps of settling for the best you can get? And image, image, we're blessed with images all the time. The divine mind, that, that is our source. Let me read this real quickly. It comes from Romans 121, Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. <coughs> and it says, within you there is a wish. This wish is not within anyone else although you would rather see it there. This wish is hidden deep within your mind, hidden by layers of smoke. Hence, I quit smoking. Before we go together to look at this wish, there's something I want you to know. The wish is only a thought. It is nothing else at all. It can best be described as a curiosity that you wanted to explore. It is really nothing at all. I'm very grateful that you have expressed your freedom I'm very grateful that you have explained your, you have expressed your freedom and explored your wish. Now the curiosity can be let go. And Spirit says, I am your guide as I show you what you have learned in a daydream within the mind. Join with me in peace and detachment as we giggle at your thought in gratitude that it could be thought and let go. Some of you may not understand that. But everything we are doing now was once just a thought. Everything. And we're having thoughts now that will manifest down the road. Share your thoughts with the highest part of you. Share your wishes with the highest part of you. And then let them go. Allow them to come into manifestation not by figuring it out, but by allowing, knowing I wouldn't have had this vision if it were, if it were an impossibility. This church is an came out of people's imagination. Didn't start with me, won't end with me. Your homes, your relationships, your work didn't start with you, didn't end with you. However, your part in it did. Your part in your life started with you. It will end with you. And, but people will keep imaging. And they will keep saying yes, yes, yes. Share it with spirit and see, see what comes out with it. Pay attention to what's already manifested and what's possible. Thank you. <laughs>